Hello and welcome to Chump Change episode 11. My name is Pri and with me is Lorenzo. All right, anyways, going back to normal talk here. Uh, we got a couple topics to talk about today. Uh, my first one, I want to just get right into it here. My first one is nostalgia and to bring it back from last week. Last week we talked about our old games that we like playing as a kid. And we talked about moderation. Uh, this week I want to talk about nostalgia. So, from psychologytoday.com. By the way, my sources are not very good at all. But they say, it could be argued that nostalgia is a form of self-deception. And that it invariably involves distortion and idealization of the past. Not least because the bad or boring bits are erased from our memory, leaving only the peak experiences. If if overindulged, nostalgia can give rise to a utopia that never existed and never can exist, but that is pursued at all costs, sapping all life and joy and potential from the past. Ah, for many people, paradise is not so much a place to go as the place they think they came from. Summer, how you feel about that? I ain't gonna lie to you. You weren't paying attention. I know. Anyway. Yeah, no, I spaced out because my my initial thought was, man, we're starting off this chump change with like a lecture. Oh yeah, buddy. Anyways, so talking about nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about uh, games we played as kids. Have you ever have you played any of those games from your childhood that weren't the AAA games at the time? Yeah. Like, not Kingdom Hearts, not... Absolutely. Do you happen to know anything off the top of your head? Uh, A lot of them are PlayStation and Game Boy uh, titles. One of them is, like, um, I'll do a crossover one from the Game Boy, and then I'll give a different one for uh, PlayStation. I played uh, Spyro Orange, which was a crossover between Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon for the Game Boy series. Where uh, the characters of both universes would go to the other one's universe. And then mm. you'd play a bunch of mini games as well as the platforming part of it. And I used to think like, man, I really love this game. This was a really fun game for me to play as a kid. And then I found my Game Boy and uh, Spiral Orange in my storage when I brought all my stuff home. And I just thought, man... This was a really bad game. No wonder I didn't finish it. Hey, have you ever played... uh, What's that Spyro and the other dragon one? You remember the girl dragon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That was like the later uh, 2000s that they were doing those. Yeah. Uh, There's like three of them. Yeah, anyway, so I played... I I remember that Spyro game. Mm -hmm. I played it all the way through. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of Devil May Cry. All of those games had really bad camera angles. Yes. I don't think there's a single uh, PlayStation 2 game or like that era of games that had good camera angles, and that's why we're getting a bunch of remasters or reboots right now. Like Resident Evil 4 is literally getting a remake in the next week, I think, as of recording this. See, just thinking about the past, right, you get the nostalgia factor of, man, you know, as a kid, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it isn't so prevalent in games, right? Because I feel like once we play the game again in a later time, we're like, man, that game looks like hot garbage. Yeah, the magic is gone. Yeah, but I feel like in movies and like shows, do you do you feel that nostalgia factor and like the replayability a lot more? No, for movies, because I feel like my memory with my movie, like my favorite movies, my memory of them or my ability to recall the memories of watching them is so fine that, like, I could probably quote Iron Man 2 line for line, and same with uh, James Cameron's Avatar, just because mm. those are two movies I watched a lot as a kid. Is that the blue people, by the way? Yeah, yeah, the blue cat people. Oh. Not not the bad uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, uh, airbender one. With, with oh, Ung, oh, the, the live with action. Ung, yeah, with Ung. Uh-huh. Wasn't he Ungbuck? Is no, that the same guy he, he he was just Ong, not Ang, oh. Ong, but I call him Ung. Mm, mm. 
but yeah, but yeah, no, bring bringing that that bringing back to the subject here. But yeah, no movies. I feel like my recollection of them is very fine, so it's hard for me to like be like, oh, I'm nostalgic for this movie. It's just kind of, oh yeah, I'm watching this movie again. Like, oh, I'm in the mood to watch this movie. Yeah, see, so there was another. Uh, there was a video I was watching. Not video. I was reading an article, of apparently when we are stressed or when we are just needing of a safe safe place mm-hmm. it might be beneficial to turn to those like things that we know that work really well like your favorite anime or your favorite movie or your favorite game mm-hmm. just because or we tend to gravitate towards those things right because we know there's gratification there yeah I think that's really interesting. You know how many times I watched this anime called Shokugeki no Soma? <laughs> I've watched, uh, I believe it's the second season. Mm-hmm. Basically, where Soma gets uh, training with the... Man, you asked my favorite episode yet. I don't even know the name of the characters. Uh, it's the, the pink-haired dude. Mm-hmm. Absolute banger. I've watched that a hundred times. Same episode. What have I watched... Over and over and over again. I've watched... You know, for... Good. Sorry, I was going to say, you know, for some reason, I feel like it's a new episode every single time I watch it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I forgot what happened in the episode, but I, was, I mean... I was going to say, you might need to watch it again based on the fact you couldn't recall uh, one of the characters' names. Man, he's the, he's the most important character in my eyes, too. Man. But I was gonna say like I've I've rewatched Yu-Gi-Oh GX a cu- uh a couple times, not including the fourth season which was only in Japan which I'm trying to like go through right now. Mm. There's not a lot of I try not to go back on shows honestly. I'm trying to think what did I also oh I I was rewatching um or I guess it's been a while it's been like two years two and a half years now when I was in Nevada. I was rewatching uh Rosario, Rosario Vampire. That's a very That's actually I think my first or second like more recent like when I was a little older like instead of like 7 and my dad was playing Roroni Kenshin on the VCA or the VHS. Mm-hmm. It was that's, more like a when we had on demand. Yeah, that's exactly why I was watching cuz uh, I was talking with my girlfriend and I was like this was one of the first animes I watched and I like all those memes of like Anime when you watch it, anime when your parents walk in. That yeah. is th- that is that anime. And cause it was on Netflix and I didn't think uh back then at least, like when Netflix started being uh VOD, I didn't think that anything bad would be on Netflix. The term yeah, right? the term etchy didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. But I was just like laying in bed one day, I was like, What's what's something I haven't watched in like a lifetime? The first time I watched Rosario Vampire was like 2012, 2013. Yeah. It was yeah, literally that... almost a decade when I rewatched it. Who's your favorite character? I, I like uh, Vampire Mocha. What? Yeah. I actually like, um, what's her name? Mitsuri? Yeah, no, I know you like the Snow Lady. The Snow Lady is the best one. That's like the peak of that show. Uh, I like Snow Mom better than Snow Lady. What? Yeah. How could you, man? You're I also think Kurumu. I think Kurumu is uh, very overrated. Which, which one is that? The little the sister, succu- right? No, the succubus, I believe. Oh, the succubus. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what the little witch girl's name is. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, so... Bringing up the Reddit post, right? Because mm-hmm. in the notes that we have, I actually posted a Reddit post. And it talks about were games old were old games just better, or is nostalgia really that strong? For the actual guy posting his initial post, I mm. didn't really think anything of it, but it's the guy who commented that got 131 likes that got me. Mm-hmm. It's because the older games were unrefined. <clears throat> Excuse me. People were developing stuff that just seemed good and had no real idea how it would pan out. It was the Wild West that had a lot of experimentation and risk associated with it. At, at this point, genres have already been defined. People largely know what works and what hasn't. There's far less creativity and far more refinement. 
you can still find a lot of creativity, but you won't get it from the biggest game genres and developers. How how's, how does that how does that make you feel? Do you do you agree with this guy's statement? Yeah, actually, I, I feel like uh, games from earlier in our lives were a lot more out there. Whereas uh, even AAA titles today are very formulaic, like they like God of War, right? God of War to continue had to call upon a different mythos to continue mm. that world. Whereas I feel like the original God of War series was very much, um, very much a, a I want to say darker spin, but like nothing about the Greek mythology is sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. It was it was definitely a more naturally evil world that God of War took place in. Mm. And then, well, like, to to cap off the God of War one is, like, I think that the last two God of War games were really good. It's just, it, it had to call upon something that was established in order to um, put a good spin on it. Like, yeah, I, so, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead. I was going to say, I, I thought the God of War Ragnarok game was very good. I thought the story was very good. It It's just, like... All of the tropes and all of the the character uh, progression for like every character that you saw, it was kind of obvious to me. Mm. And then like you have then you then you have the reverse side of that coin where you have Call of Duty Modern War 2, except it's not Modern War 2 Warfare 2. It's uh, actually Modern Warfare. What would that be like seven? Yeah. Yeah. How Modern Warfare like revamped, yeah, yeah. When uh, Blizzard Activision came out. Yeah, yeah, that's that. To me, I was very, I was very surprised. And then I was like, just... "Wait, Modern Warfare? Oh, you mean Modern Warfare Two? Wait, you mean Airport? <laughs> like, oh, not Airport? Oh, okay." And then, like, we always joke that we get a, a Call of Duty game every year, every two years. Now we've actually gotten a Call of Duty game every year. It's not a joke, dude. Like they, since, they know the cycle. Since since what Modern Warfare One, like the remaster, the or the new Modern Warfare One came out, we we've actually gotten a Call of Duty game every year. You know what's interesting? Do you remember like the time frames on how often consoles come out? Console, like the actual machines. The game consoles, yeah. Do you think we're supposed to be hitting PlayStation Six yet, or not yet? No, no, no. I think the lifespan of these consoles have always been like five to seven, eight years. Mm. But yeah, see, my my problem. PS PS three had mm-hmm. a whole bunch of games. Mm-hmm. When remember when everyone made the jokes on PS four only having like three games that people would actually want to play. Yeah, and then everything ended up being ports of of older games. Like that's when GTA started doing their, hey, we're gonna recycle this game for twenty years. And then PlayStation five is running to the same issue, or do you think it's gotten a little better? So, and this might piss off a lot of people, especially any family members, uh, if they're listening. I sold my PlayStation 5, and you know exactly why. We had a very deep conversation when when it happened, because you were there with me. Yeah. I loved playing Spider-Man, I loved playing Miles Morales, and I still have my PlayStation account. I did not sell that in the games associated with it. I cannot stand, or I couldn't bear to stand the fact that this expensive console was sitting on my uh, shelf next to my desk, and I probably used it more before I moved into this house than when I lived with Pre. It was absolutely infuriating to me, because I didn't think by the time I moved, there still wouldn't have been any additional games that came out that I had I wanted to hold out for. And now there's games coming out this year or next year that I do want to play for the PlayStation 5. See, do you think that's more of a, I have a PC, therefore I don't need to buy it on console? Very much so. I I think if I can buy it on PC, I could usually get a better experience. But I do know, like, especially watching people like uh, Uber Hacks or Nova and, like, crap happens. Like, you're, sometimes your game just doesn't work on PC no matter what you do. That's not your fault. So, Freaking game developers. <laughs> Freaking AMD and NVIDIA. Yeah, I, I like if I can play it on my PC, which most games I want do come out for my PC, absolutely, I'm going to play it on PC. 
it, it's just I couldn't find a reason to play my PlayStation. Even the the PlayStation now when it like the the servers to play games cloud versions. Like uh, I was trying to play Sly Cooper on the cloud version because that's how it was offered. It felt so bad playing it. And and to go back into the nostalgia conversation, Sly Cooper's one of those games I had nostalgia for, much like Jack and Dexter. And it just felt so bad playing it. Wait, like like input lag or like I have probably top tier uh, internet in our or in this area. And I was still getting buffering playing on the server. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really tough. Like our old house, I could justify the streaming not being fast enough for that. There's no reason the PlayStation 5 hooked up directly to Ethernet should have been lagging here. And that was before I had multiples of systems plugged into the Ethernet here. That is... Hey, you know what? Maybe because it, yeah, that's still a relative new experience. So hopefully they get that done a little better, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about Steam and uh, sometimes Xbox. I think Xbox has the edge on everyone right now. I think Microsoft is very good at what they do. Uh, but like even Steam's like we we recorded a game yesterday um, that required you to do the share play. And I was getting a lot of lag and the, and the footage might be bad because of it. Yeah. So, PC or console? PC. Is I, it an age thing? Would you bring? Would you give your kid a PC or would you give your kid a console? I give my kid a console just because I won't like. I'm not gonna give my kid a, a bad uh, or. I'll put it in better perspective just because this is more relevant to me today. Because you got a little brother. I have a little brother. He is uh, now seven. I would give him a console, and in fact, he does have a Nintendo Switch. The parts that I would give him to optimize his gaming experience, I would lose my bananas if he broke a computer I made for him instead of breaking his $200 Nintendo Switch. Hey, you know, I'm not going to lie with you. So my parents, they bought me and my sister uh, Game Boy Advances, right? Mm -hmm. I broke the Game Boy Advance. Man was, I got lectured. Oh, I course. got, I got man. Because it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. Was kid, why did you break it on the floor? <laughs> and after that day, I never had anger issues ever again. <laughs> it for some reason it just left my body. I don't I don't know what it was. You know, I felt like. You know, I was crying that night for some reason, and then I woke up, and it was just my anger was. You were a different gone. person. I became a different person. Yeah, no, I, I, I think at the end of the day, if little brother did break his Nintendo Switch or broke anything given to him, it would be like reprimand him, uh, be like, you need to be more responsible. In fact. He used to be the kind of kid that he'd put his iPad on the ground, stand on his iPad while he was playing with toys. Whoa! Yeah, no, like, it was insane. And, like, I... it Sometimes it, it irritates me being at my family's house just because, like, they don't really reprimand him or punish him the way that I was as a kid. Which yeah, right? I try not to attribute to, like, uh, older, old eldest sibling syndrome. I, I like to be, like, you know, grandma and mom and uncle are just different humans now. Yeah, you know, they learned from you. They're like, what happened with Lorenzo? Let's not repeat that. Which, granted, I think I turned out pretty okay in the grand scheme of things. That's okay. They might not think so, huh? <sighs> no. Only but, time will tell. Yeah, well, then that's what I hope for my little brother. But, yeah, I would absolutely give a younger child a pre-built console instead of a computer just because computers do cost upwards of $1,000 these days. That's not a small investment. Yeah, well, the thing I like about consoles is when the console has updates or the console has, like, up mm -hmm. or not updates, but the console no normally never has issues. Yeah, no, it's optimized for its own functions. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I, if, the, if the kid says, man, this doesn't feel like 60 FPS, well, kid, guess what? You don't know any better. That's what you get. 
I don't think that's a bad thing though, because like, despite being a little egghead, uh, my little brother is very smart. He's very intelligent for for a young kid. Yeah, I'm sure that's most kids these days because parents throw iPads at them and video game consoles so young at them. I yeah. think that that would benefit my brother. I just don't think he has the responsibility nor the space where he lives to have a, even a micro ATX computer with a monitor in his like space to do things. You know, when when yeah. his when his play area is a lot cleaner or it's downsized a lot, then I can go, you know what? I'll donate some old parts. I'll upgrade my computer and I'll, I'll, I'll put together like a little ba- baby's first gaming rig for him when he's like 10. You know what, kid? You're gonna you're gonna play on integrated graphics, and you're gonna <laughs> love to love League of Legends. You're gonna learn to love League of Legends, Rainbow Six Siege, Counter Strike Global Offensive. E- even that, right? That might be a, a better option. Like, um, you have my girlfriend's old gaming laptop. Yep. And the the play there might be I buy you an upgrade, and I take that and I give that to him because it's seen miles. Oh yeah, see, yeah. I, when I was a kid, and I had all of those hand me downs. Yeah. My my father was the type of person to buy a, I, I want to say a Dell, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really like that. He would usually buy the, the machine from Costco or Best Buy right? on like around Black Friday or really was like around tax return season. And and he would, he would go up to the guy and say, hey, uh, what, what is good for gaming? And then back then, you know, uh, graphics cards were more enthusiast yeah in my world right you know my, my dad's like oh you got you're gonna buy me a graphics card i was like yeah but yeah no back then he would buy all the dells so it's all integrated graphics mm-hmm. and then he would say man you know the, the game is running a little slow looking back at it i'm like dad you're playing world of warcraft on 12 fps you're playing world of warcraft on the intel celeron with four gigabytes of ram I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know, you know, back then it was con- like like for me and like the rest of the guys that were online, it was very common for them to play with integrated graphics. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, for some for some reason when excuse me, I feel like I gotta sneeze. They have a they have a raid, right? Of twenty five people. Mm. The game is extremely lagging. But while they're doing they're like, Man, this is great, man, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> they they don't even know what they're looking at anymore. They're like, yeah, this is this is great, man. I love it. Yeah, and it it's it's insane to me because it's like my first computer gaming experience was with Water Bottle Man and uh Brother Man. We were playing Minecraft. I want to say we were playing beta back in the day. But mm. the the earliest version I I re- vividly remember is 1.3.2. Yeah. We so we were playing early Minecraft. We were playing Gmod and CSGO. And looking back on it, the laptop I was playing it on was like an i3 fourth uh, gen, maybe. That might even be still too new for that time. Here, I I, I can actually look. Uh, Dell Red Top Laptop. All right, why, why are you looking that up? I'm going to tell you the story of Water Bottle Man. So Water Bottle Man actually... Used to play on this pink, like notebook. It was mm-hmm. like it was really small, like a really small laptop. And then you know, my dad bought a new computer, so I gave him my old one. And he got the deal from Costco, right? It was the the monitor and computer combo. Mm-hmm. The monitor had lines going through the sides. The monitor was like, when it gets hot, it don't work. When it gets cold, it don't work. And I was like, hey, Paula, you know, that's all I got. So, you know, you're going to you're gonna have to live with it like I did. So that water bottle man, Paulo, he was really, really, dude. I would say, well-seasoned for yeah. the gaming computers now. Well, and look, at, look at him now. The hardware that he runs is leagues yeah, above 14, what both of, us, both of us run. <laughs> 1440p, 3090 he said, look, I'm never going back to that. <laughs> um, I did find the laptop that I that my uh, I first started playing games on. It had a it had integrated graphics, Intel graphics, media accelerator. Yeah. 
Intel Pentium dual core T4300. Look at that. That's pretty good, man. You know? Like, you got integrated graphics. You can't complain. No, I mean, I don't know. Dude, that system is so old. It ran DDR2. Whoa. It had a one megabyte memory cache. Hey, you know what? That's that's all the cache it needed. Back then, absolutely. It, you know, I, hey, you, you, you're still playing those games with all those guys, right? <laughs> you know, like, we laugh about Roblox. But hey, you know what? If that's all your computer can run, that's a great game, you know? Yeah, that I mean, dude. Here, uh, versus what's in the uh, server computer? AMD A A ten ninety seven hundred. Let's benchmark that against the the server computer. Server computer wins automatic. Well, yeah, it's newer. It's a twenty sixteen uh, processor. This is 24% better than the laptop that I had. And it barely does its job. See, look, it isn't about who wins the race. It's about who finishes. But, like, think about that, bro. That's in, that's insane that my dad let me use a laptop like that. A dual-core computer that's almost as strong as... was is a 10-core 2016 computer? Like, oh, what the hell? Hey, no, no, it isn't he lets you use that type of hardware. It's, man, the hardware didn't really increase, you know? Yeah. Or it didn't really increase as much as we want to expect it did. Well, yeah, because quad-core, pentacore, like all those core, all the extra processing cores didn't happen until what? After 2016? 2016 forward? Hey, Look, you know this, my, my dad's old computer, right, was mm-hmm. a Dell, uh, i7 6700 or 6400 i don't remember the numbers yeah but i upgraded him to a i5 10th gen when i i'm actually i actually got the computer in in this room and i'm actually using it that i7 6700 Mm -hmm. hey it works okay i might not be the best i might not have the best processing power but I tell you what, this little engine is the one that could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Go. Let, let's go ahead and uh, talk about breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about your next topic. So, because of what you and I are currently doing, um, I think. It's safe to say what we are now, right? Just because we uh, dropped the store last week. Sure. We are actually an official company. Big Chumps is a company. Uh, this is something that Pri and I are both doing on the side. It's scary because yesterday, Linus Tech Tips, the Linus Media Group, their company, the, all of their channels... Um were hacked and the main channel got banned from YouTube. This is scary to me at least because of the means that the hacker got or, or the means that the hacker went through to get there. So what happened was a an employee that has relevant access to all of the LTT uh like uh YouTube channels they were sent uh, something that was supposed to be from a sponsor. And the uh, employee had unzipped a file and they opened what was uh, apparently a PDF. Nothing happened. The person went about their day. What had happened was a script was ran when they opened this uh, supposed PDF. And the session token was uh, swiped from the computer along with any other local data. Essentially, that session token allowed that person to log into YouTube as if they were logging in from the employee's computer itself. The Google Chrome and and, uh, Microsoft Edge browsers both said, oh, this is just this computer, even though it's a different IP address and all that stuff. You're using the same session token. Surely this is the same computer. So... Uh, essentially what happened was overnight the hacker had 
privated a bunch of LTT videos, and they had uh, started running what looked like a video about evil or a stream about evil or sorry, they had opened a stream with Elon Musk talking to a, a bunch of different people about crypto, and there was a link in the description about hey you send us a, a piece of crypto we'll double whatever you send us could have been a full crypto coin it could have been or it, i think it was specifically bitcoin but it could have been a full bitcoin why would you ever send anyone that ever on the internet um it could have been a fraction of a bitcoin they would double it for free <laughs> which doesn't make sense but essentially this happened and uh, after watching Ludwig talk about it, I think Moist talked about it, and uh, Linus Tech Tips actually posted a video about it. It was interesting to me because at my job, we talk a lot about cybersecurity and like how critical, it, mission critical it is that you report phishing or emails that don't look right. Like I get tons of spam emails every day, personal account, business account. Uh, the account I give to businesses personally, like my, my credit card uh, union and my uh, bank, I get tons of emails that look like phishing or it's like, a, oh, your account's been compromised. Press this link to reset your password because I never accidentally want to do a Trojan horse, like put my password in to reset and then it actually redirects me to the proper website after I did that. Yeah. Um... And that's like that's scary to me because it's like, dude. Granted, big chunks right. isn't big enough for anyone to do that to us or want to do that to us. Hopefully, all right. That, so, that's scary. So in in the video, by the way, by Lana Sack Tips, he does talk about uh, small creators, and some small creators that actually it happened to them and they weren't able to get their account back. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen it on Facebook actually. So if you ever heard of Kev Jumba. I don't. It was a couple months back or some some recent time. It actually happened to Kev Jumba, and I was like, "Man, it's on Facebook!" Like, "Oh, okay." Like, I'm I'm a little surprised, but you know, it also happened to like Valkyrie a couple months back or really half a year back. Yeah, it happened to Valkyrie as well. It's it's so interesting to me. I I actually don't like doing the remember me on yeah. any of my any of my passwords. I actually don't like saving passwords. I, I do have uh, a little like piece of paper basically with all of my notes on it or with all of my passwords on it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just stored away underneath the whatever. But I honestly think that that's a, that's a good way Two step authentication or two step authentication is cool. It was just the way that the way that the hackers got into that account was very, like not suckers, like how you're a sucker, you fell for that. Mm -hmm. but well, I mean, it, it was it, right because that's what efficient. Yeah. That's, that's what uh, I think the term the um, Ludwig used was it's spear phishing, but phishing as in p h i s h i n g. Yeah, like it's it's it it it's a very very cruel, not cruel, but no, it's, it's cruel. A, it, it, it it's it cruel. You a, sent someone. You sent this employee of a YouTube chat. You know this person's an employee, or you know this is a business email for this 15 million uh, subscriber YouTube account. You sent them a sponsorship email with the hopes that they would actually open the thing, not noticing that one, you zipped a PDF, but also that you made you went through the painstaking effort of making the email look legit, the email address look like legit. You went through all this work. That's it's malicious. It's absolutely malicious. Yeah, yeah. In, in comparison to what, and to other things they can do with it, very not as cruel as it could have been. Like, but like poor, very, Lina, very bad. Yes, very Linus bad. Linus Sebastian yes. show. He literally show. Granted, he censored his junk in his butt. He literally shows in the video. He woke up at three a.m. He was walking with his dangling hanging out, just to make sure that he fixed this problem. Like, to, for, for him and and his wife, that is their business. That is all of their money. All of their investment is in that company. It's safe to say that they are a multi-million dollar company just based on the fact that they own, I think, millions of dollars worth of property alone. 
It's insane. Cybersecurity. Yeah. And it's funny because I always joke with uh with my coworkers because one of them is like super into the cybersecurity world. And he's always like, well, they could do this and they can do this. And I always laugh him off because like the the examples that you're giving are so out there. There's no reason for you to worry about that because the average person shouldn't be like everyone should be, be aware of what they open. Everyone should fear for their Internet being compromised. The average person is not going to be targeted, though. There are specific demographics that are targeted, like old people. There's a bunch of scammers who try and confuse old people about Amazon or Target or whatever. 7-Eleven customers. Yeah. ATM like, users. There, there are card swiping is even Credit card swiping is even but, okay, bigger, so, to be honest. Credit card swiping is so unintrusive, though. Like, literally. So, the way that it works, if you have a debit card, you're actually not insured for what people spend on your account. Because that's just hard cash. They're spending their money. Yeah, you're not FDIC insured, yes. Every time every time my credit card, or not my credit card, my, every time my debit card has been swiped, whether it's the physical or a digital copy of my debit card has been swiped, Chase has always uh, canceled the transactions or reversed the transactions, or they gave me back my money, even if it was finalized, even if the payment was processed. They always covered me. See, you know what's crazy? So I have, I actually went to the gas station not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I was very cautious. So I put, I tried to put my card into the swiper. It didn't, it wasn't going in smoothly. Yeah. And I just, I was like, hey, you know what? Look, I'm just going to the pump, like the next pump in the four in the front. Yeah. And, and even then, maybe I should have just walked inside and just done it inside. Yeah. But See, if something's fishy, trust your gut. That's even worse, though. So um, the place that I used to live in Nevada, there is a gas station in that town called Mavericks. I don't know if Mavericks is a national brand or if it's just a Nevada brand. But I went into the gas station uh, years ago before I lived there when I was visiting. And I had bought myself a Red Bull a snack and uh, I think a power rate or something. Cause we we're going to be, we we're going on the road. We we're going to power all the way home to make it a home before something we had to do. Not even an hour into that trip. My, my card was swiped at the Mavericks. And I think to myself, where would my card have been picked up? I've only used my card one time this entire trip. And the only other place I ever used my card was work because I worked at a grocer. So after I, I boiled it down, when I was on the phone with the Chase representative, I said, hey, they, they show you IP addresses, right? And they're like, yeah, they actually showed where the transaction came from. I looked up where, like, what the cluster of IP addresses in that area should have been. I said the first two numbers, and they said, how'd you know? I'm like... Because it was this specific gas station. That's the only place I used my card. Every every other transaction I did, I gave my dad cash and he used his card. Freaking Mavericks. So it's like, you're not safe at a pump because there's people who, in the dead of night, will install skimmers on pumps and ATMs. You're not safe if you go inside because these guys are also installing skimmers on top of uh, uh, PEDs. It's insane. See? Cash is king, huh? Cash is king. I just hate hearing cash because I've also been in situations where I've been held up for everything in my wallet. Yep. No, yeah. I don't know. Anything security-wise nowadays, it's up in the air. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rubber band a wad, a wad of cash to my balls at this point. Oh my goodness! You know, every time I go to buy a Slurpee at Seven Eleven, I gotta reach in my pants to get out a five. Hey, you're gonna be like. Uh... No, I'm I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. But, but yeah, uh, but you know, talking about trips. Mm -hmm. Next week is the week. <sighs> yeah. The week of our YCS in LA. So I actually have something to talk about because of that, mm. and I want to talk about. 
performance anxiety. It happens in most most men uh, eighteen between eighteen and uh, thirty two. Let's see here. All righty. So, just to give a great, great. This is great. Anyways, is it great? <laughs> to, to, to cite PsychCentral.com. They said performance anxiety is common in the world of music alone. As many as sixty percent of professional musicians may experience symptoms, so you're not alone. Anxiety symptoms can be managed, and help is also available if you feel the need of professional support. All right, and I just actually want to go through some of these. Uh, tips to mm-hmm. overcome performance anxiety. Uh-huh. My favorite one that we actually use before each podcast is positive self-talk. And they recommend, it says, Green recommends reminding yourself of the reasons why you're likely to do well and how it won't be the end of the world if you make a mistake. I don't agree. If I lose uh, my, my first set, that is the end of the road. My trip is over. <laughs> hey, man, you know, for, for me, we do, we do, what, what, what is the guy's name? Who? The, 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 this oh, my song. This, this my song, song, this my song. I, I don't remember his name, actually. We, I, he's saved somewhere in my Buff, YouTube. Buff Carell? Buff, Buff. Oh, yeah, Buff Carell. Buff Carell, there Buff you go. Buff Carell. Yeah, so that, that's what we do. We, we say, this, this my stream, this my stream, this, this my podcast. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that does help my anxiety before we turn on the the button. Before I see the red flashing on the bottom right of my screen. Do you agree with that? I don't agree. Do you think it helps you? I think I'm very used to being in front of the camera these days. That's just because of streaming, though. Um, In terms of the trip, I I wouldn't even say it's performance anxiety because I'm not afraid to go out there and play. My problem is just... The nature of the game that we're playing, there's no way to be prepared for every option. Yeah. Like that, this literally just, hey man, it either goes my way or it doesn't. Mm. That's where I have an anxiety because, part, like, a, a, the majority of the portion is out of my hands if I win or not. That's okay. You know, talking about portions and us being big chumps, number five on the list says, Food can bring some sense of comfort when you're distressed. Hey, man, you know that that Taco Bell Chalupa Crunchwrap might help us de-stress and de-anxiety no, attack. I think my brain will be less stressed, and then another part of my body will be very stressed. Yeah, you know, my, my liver is going to be very unhappy with me with the amount of food I just intake. I, I, th- I think uh, specifically for Taco Bell, a lower part of my body will be a lot less or a lot more stressed. That's okay. Hey, you know what? Number four, Mm -hmm. it's natural that you want to avoid things that cause you distress, but green cautions that that is not in your best interest. If sorry, here, 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 avoiding a situation that triggers anxiety is understandable. However, doing it repeatedly can worsen the problem. Hey man, do you ever have a dream? Where some guy's chasing you? Had that dream before? No. Never. Had that dream a lot. Had that dream a lot. Anyways, I was a kid and I would always run away mm-hmm. and hope to wake up. I've gotten, I've grown a little older and I know just to run at him mm-hmm. or it really. I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a person, it's kind of just a black figure. Yeah. I always just run at it and hope for the best. Okay. Face your fears. Well, I, okay. That's that's not applicable to me because I'm facing my fears anyways. I have to go on this business trip now. <laughs> we have to go, man. It, it's okay. Look, number two is guided imagery. Right here. So guided imagery is a therapeutic technique that uses a script to help you create positive mental images and thoughts to boost relaxation. The only thing I can think of is... You go into uh, the hospital, uh-huh. and the hospital, the hospital nurse says, think of the Hawaii ocean and the waves crashing around the shore. All you hear... What kind of nurse is, is this? No, 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 but think about it, right? And then, like, as she's telling you some calming story, right, she stabs you with a, with a needle. What the hell? Right? You know, just to get your mind off of 
off of the procedure that's going on, right? Talking about the nurses that give me my my yearly flu shot. Well, not well. Maybe I don't know. Are you that are you that person to to need uh, that? No, I mean not anymore. But they used they definitely used to try to distract me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so so imagery, guided imagery, might be the way to go. The only imagery I'm worried about is the imagery of me winning my uh, sets. And to that end, for the rest of this podcast, I will be shuffling Yu-Gi-Oh cards in my hand. Oh, no. You know, that's what I'm scared of the most. I'm scared we got a bad draw, and that's why we lose. We don't lose because we misplayed. We lose because we had a bad draw. No, you know what what scares me the most? Because you always uh, talk crap because I get, like, very uh, fortunate draws IRL or in uh, Master Duel. Yeah. I get very fortunate draws every time I practice on my own. Which tells me my, I'm going to get my, that one in ten chance when I go there. Hey, you, you know, whew, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, that's why. Hey, that, see, see, what I'm thinking about is, all right, let's say... Let's say we there's a, it's a two day event. Sorry, it's a two day event. Let's say we drop out or we get we get booted right out of the ladder on day one. Are mm-hmm. we going to day two? We should because there's other things to do. But we I feel all... like we're gonna like so so if if we end early uh-huh. day one, do you feel like there's something new that's gonna be there day two? Well, no, not in the sense of the actual tournament, but like. The uh, the public events and stuff, yeah, absolutely. There's gonna be other stuff. Mm. We're also gonna be in LA, and we're still gonna have the room for a whole other night. We might as well so, just go film something else. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Look, we're gonna go to. I'm just gonna. I don't know I'm a tweet. I'm a tweet. Ludwig, be like, hey man, we're we're in LA. You want some food? Um, you know, we're, we're I know gonna a guy. start. We're we're gonna start just doing some other things. We're gonna go to the pier. We're gonna make the vlog more vloggy. Two guys walking the pier side by side. Ludwig, I know your uh, your Subaru sandbar just got stolen, but uh, can we do like a pimp my ride kind of montage video of your your Subaru sandbar? Man, well, do you have any other cool topics to talk about? Uh, we have we kind of blast or we you kind of blasted through your your first few. You, you completely skipped your first one, though, and then I can talk about what I did uh, the other day. Um, I took Lucy, my dog, to the vet. She was not happy at all. As soon as we walked into the vet, I've never had this experience with my dogs before. As soon as we entered the vet, she started shaking uncontrollably. I've never had that experience with a dog. I've never had a dog that was so scared of the vet that she just started shaking in in her owner's arms uncontrollably. Yeah, my dog just starts barking like crazy and tries to bite the lady that's trying to take her in. Yeah, I, luckily Lucy was very well behaved. Uh, she does have a little bit of a of a knee problem in both of her knees, one more so than the other. Um, both of her knees, like the front knees or the back knees? Uh, her back knees. She has patellar luck, luxation. Essentially, oh. that means that her kneecaps will displace themselves. Um, it doesn't really exist in her left uh, rear leg, but it does very much exist in her right one. So mm. that was something that the doctor recommended we get her surgery for. Not like anytime soon, but definitely in the future. Um, so that's a thing. But other than that, she seemed very well behaved. She was a bit timid. Which tells me that uh, she had been to the vet before, at least, as a puppy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was an experience that I had. I haven't had to take a dog to the vet in a very long time. And also, that's just my, my life update this week with uh, my dog. She she has uh, old lady knees, and she needs surgery. Alrighty, so for my actual first topic, mm-hmm. the one that's on the, the list here, it's actually going to be, as fast as I can scroll down this page, it's going to be a yes or no. I don't want you to think too hard. Okay. Answer as fast as you can. All right. Should and I close my week, eyes so I can visualize what you're going to say? Sure. Okay. So we're going to be talking about pizza toppings, mm-hmm. and you're going to yay or nay. Okay. All right. Ready to begin? Go. Pineapple. 
No. Barbecue sauce. No. Spinach. No. Egg. No. Broccoli. No. Raw tomatoes. No. Olives. No. Anchovies. No. Mushrooms. No. Clams. What the hell? No. Shrimp. No. Canned tuna fish. No. Chicken. Yes. Avocado. No. Kale. Yes, depends. Ranch. Yes. Corn. I've had it, didn't care for it. Raw onions. No. And the last one, dessert pizza toppings. Just like a candy pizza or something in general? Sure. Depends if I'm in the mood for it. Uh, Lunchables used to give me that option. I didn't really care for it. So, how do you rate your experience on pizza toppings? Uh, The fact that you didn't list a lot of regular toppings I was expecting? uh, Terrible. That was an awful survey experience. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, well, uh, do you you give me permission to include it into my survey? Sure. Wonderful, wonderful. Considering the fact that you asked me a bunch of toppings that I I can't even have because of my partner and her allergies... Uh, I, I think only like six of those things are actually applicable. All right, by the way, I got all of those toppings off of mashed.com. These are the most hated pizza toppings. I was not expecting eggs to be on there. I've never seen eggs on pizza before. And neither have I. See, like, and then another. Wait, another chicken was topping. on the most hated pizza topping? Crazy, right? There's literally See, chicken sausage and chicken, grilled chicken at every single place that I go to. See what the, the one that really got me, and mushrooms was, too. I was like, "Why is broccoli? I've never seen broccoli on a pizza. Have you?" I have raw broccoli. I thought that was very absurd. Um, the fact or that clams, pineapple, and and barbecue sauce was also on there. Weird, right? Like I don't like Hawaiian pizzas or barbecue chicken pizzas that much, but I under I like I recognize that's a very popular thing for people to order. You know, I never would have thought avocado would be on a pizza. I can see why you would. I don't, I can't think of the people who would order it. Yeah, see, so the picture that they have on here, it's a marinara sauce pizza with avocado, spinach, and it looks like tomato halves, like half of the... That, that's the, exactly what I was thinking of. I, I'm very surprised. That's very much like a, like a, a hipster, like... Trying to be I'm healthy. doing something different. Yeah. yeah. Like thin crust pizza with those toppings. See, so beneath every one of these toppings, right, there is a, uh, like a little snippet of it. Uh-huh. So for dessert pizza toppings, right, mm. there's a picture. It looks like they have like chocolate spread with strawberries, bananas, and it looks like some form of marshmallows. Yeah. And it says, that just sounds like a crepe. It says, dessert pizza, just don't do it. A pizza covered Nutella, chocolate chips, marshmallows, and bananas might sound good, but this pizza isn't truly pizza. Yeah, Man, no, that's a, not, that's a flat crepe. That's a flat yeah, crepe. I, you didn't roll that crepe. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I, I would eat that dessert pizza. I would. If the dough, if the dough, or if the pizza dough wasn't like a salty base kind of dough, absolutely. If it was like a sweeter kind of dough. That would be great. Yeah. That would taste great. And then instead of putting like a uh, ranch or, or hot sauce or something on it, throw a little whipped cream on it. If you, if you want to splurge. Uh, what's yeah, your favorite that, pizza topping? So I like to go for meat pizzas. We actually just had mountain Mike's the other day, not sponsored by oh, the way. Nice. And we had the, uh, I forget what they call it, but it was essentially like, Pepperoni, lit, lit, uh, I forgot how to say it, but it's like basically thin sliced bacon oh. or ham. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like that very thin, yeah. like almost prosciutto-ish, but it's not prosciutto. Yeah. Uh, so actually, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't get no mountain mics like top of the line. You know, I'm over here with standard pepperoni, ham. It's one of the ba- basic meat lovers pizzas you can order. So I don't it's oh. probably right under pepperoni or supreme. In fact, oh, I think it's oh, under right. supreme. It's not oh, wow. not not custom made order. 
which I normally mm. do when I get pizza. But um, yeah, it, it was like a five meat pizza with uh tomato sauce and and cheese. Sounds like a great pizza. I typically don't. I don't really do too much to my pizza. My favorite pizza of all time is probably a Costco cheese pizza. Man, Costco cheese pizza. So because I worked at Domino's, right? Uh-huh. I got to make pretty much whatever I, Domino's, whatever I made it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie with you. For some reason, my favorite like pizza dressing was Alfredo sauce. Yeah. Because you're just eating Alfredo bread. Yeah. And then, you know, you just put cheese on top. That was probably my favorite. You know, it's crazy. When I started um, going to uh, my girlfriend's house actively, when I learned how to drive to make her dinner and stuff, Every time I said I was going to make spaghetti for like a year, she didn't tell me that she doesn't care for uh, red sauce. Every time I made spaghetti, she assumed it was going to be Alfredo. And I forget how it came out, but I was like, I I would have told you I'm going to make Alfredo then. And it, there would have been chicken and broccoli along with that. And I thought that was interesting, too. I'm like, why would you what what why would I do that? I told you I'm going to make you spaghetti. I'm not going to s- <laughs> go ahead. I'm not going to tell someone to make them spaghetti and meatballs and then they get a meatball s- freaking destroyed in Alfredo sauce. See, when I worked at Olive Garden, uh-huh. everyone said Alfredo, right? So they have this create your own pasta, right? Mm-hmm. They said, can I get Alfredo marinara and chicken? What do you think Alfredo was? They were referring to the noodle. Crazy, right? The noodle is not called Alfredo. That, that, yeah, I'm, I'm correct. But that's that, that's that's how everyone knew it for some reason. And were, I they was like, to, okay. were they trying to say fettuccine? Yeah, they were trying to say fettuccine, but you know, interesting. I, I, there's there's a correlation there, I guess. So I, I mean, I got it. Yeah. You and learn something new every day, huh? Yeah, I. Alfredo pizza is just very odd to me in general, though. Like. I like Alfredo. I'll make a chicken Alfredo. In fact, I could make it tonight for dinner. I don't like Alfredo enough to eat an entire pizza worth of Alfredo. Oh, yeah. No, I really liked it. So uh, when I was working there, I didn't care to get like a large pizza. Yeah. But I would just get like a medium to take home. Yeah. And I would do because my girlfriend really loves cheese. I would do Alfredo with cheese and it would basically be like I get a slice or two and then she just keeps the rest. Yeah. And I'll, you know, like to me, it's like, okay, maybe I wouldn't eat all of it. Cause for me, I'm like, maybe a slice or two is like great enough. Yeah. Get it away from me. Alfredo's yeah, very no, much, very... Alfredo's very much one of those sauces that you can, you could definitely do a plate or a serving of Alfredo. I feel like too much Alfredo, you just get sick. It's a of little, it. little too heavy. Yeah. At yeah. least for me, it was really decadent. I feel the same way about vodka sauce. Yeah, I did or never cared too much for the red sauce. Yeah. The red sauce, because just because I don't really eat spaghetti or just pasta. Yeah. I'm not really that type of person. I would rather order the chicken marsala or the other chicken and mashed potato dish they got on the menu. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I'm feeling fancy, maybe I'll go for the appetizer. Yeah. Calicalibri chicken, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. You're the one who works there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, they didn't have that. No, my favorite thing at Olive Garden was actually, what is it called? They Chicken had, No, it wasn't the soup. So they had they had a nacho dish. Not nacho. It was a nacho. They had some form of nacho dish, and they used the wonton, like almost like wonton wrappers. Yeah. Chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was my favorite thing, and then they took it away, and then I cried, and by I cried, I mean I always looked at the manager and say, why did you take this away from me? Man. Yeah, that's maybe that's why we're big chumps. I was <laughs> over there eating the nachos. I wanna I wanna do um if they ever bring back the pasta pass, I want I wanna put it on the company card for two pasta passes. Dude, just crazy. like I've I don't remember how they do it, but I think it's the pasta pass was they open it up at a certain time, like they mm. announce it. Yeah. They open it up and then they, they, they sell until it's sold out. Yeah. I I always wanted to be part of that, but you, you should hit up when your we were learning manager about it. 
You should hit up yeah. your old manager, and we will definitely buy two. I, I wish it was like that because it was it's an online thing. So no, no, but like hit up the hit up your boss because so, there's correspondence for that. People have to be prepared to accept it. Mm. So that's very much a hey. As soon as you get notified, let me know. We'll watch the website every day until it's live. Crazy. Olive Garden Pasta Pass. I should just ask ChatGPT to uh, build an AI to watch the Pasta Pass. Oh, no. Notify me when it's ready. All right, man. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? <sighs> to duel or not to duel. Life is like an ancient gear golem. You never know what you're going to get. And with that, I think we will end the podcast. Thank you. If you liked it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. You cut me off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you were going to do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Go it's ahead. not my fault. There's a delay on Discord. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this uh, podcast, I was going to say a video. If you like this podcast, give it a five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and give it a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And we are pending to have it on any platform you receive your podcasts on be sure to leave us a comment on which one that is so we can prioritize and we'll see you in the next one see ya